from Outrun the Bear Media, this is Dads on Dads on Dads on Mental Health. Hello, and welcome to the Dads on Dads on Dads podcast, a show about the lighter side of fatherhood. Each episode, three newish dads talk about listener-submitted questions and discussion points surrounding a particular theme. Today's theme is mental health. Fathers, those stoic, unshakable rocks that you see on TV. You've seen them, right? The men whose mere mild perturbation could set children to trembling three rooms away. The ones who would talk to you when you got home. The ones who, on TV at least, were, as a rule, taciturn and withdrawn until, of course, the big episode where the guy who played the dad got to chew a bunch of scenery because he lost his job, but thankfully still retains his status in everyone's eyes. From a mental health perspective, though, some of these TV dads don't seem all that winning. The dad on the Wonder Years seemed to be, as a rule, depressed. At least one of the men in Two and a Half Men seemed to suffer from anxiety or NPD or both. And Peter Griffin? Let's just say the guy's got problems. Hilarious problems. But why shouldn't they? According to some estimates, more than 25% of new fathers experience depression in the first year, which is always, uh, almost always more, uh, almost always undiagnosed and untreated. And you can find the link to that in our show notes. Uh, uh, Psychology Today writes, Entire areas of a man's brain grow and develop in response to hormonal changes in the first year of a child's life, which equip him with crucial skills to care for a newborn. This includes an increased sensitivity to crying, a deeper capacity to bond emotionally, and a greater responsiveness to another's needs. Similar to the adaptive hormones, uh, change, uh, hormonal changes women experience, Those sh- these shifts also include These shifts also increase a man's chances of experiencing uh, clinical depression or mood disorders. And dads, we gotta stay strong so we don't always get all the help we need to keep on keeping on. So today we're going to talk mental health, where we're at, how we stay where we need to be, and what, if anything, we rely on to help us stay there. Stick around. All right, guys, let's get to it. You all know me. I'm Michael, and here with me is Colin. Hello. And Corey. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Now, as you all know, before we get to the discussion, I have to ask you guys one thing. Guys, what's new in dadding? Come on down. (laughs) Uh, I I got a little thing. Uh, Del's getting really imaginative now. Mm -hmm. The first thing, he's pretending. Like, he'll pretend to be a cat, like, for real, like, out of nowhere, just on his own. Uh, he tells the stories like he just kind of makes. I, I mean, little stories. He doesn't quite have the language for that yet, but, um, but like today he was describing to me. He he said he was going to go for a run, and so he was like, "I'm going to go outside and go across the bridge and come home and open the door," uh, which is what we would do if we were to go for a run. Sure. Uh, it's yeah. just funny that like he's thinking of that. So, I know the bad dreams are soon to follow, like the <laughs> <laughs> night terror. It, the, it's the, it's the... one to two, right? <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah. oh well, now you've planned a run and. Step two is you're going to be devoured by <laughs> right. a monster. Yeah, but uh, it's really fun to see what he comes up with, and it, it's just a surprise, and it's that's been really cool to see. It's just it just happens. It's you know, you, there's not really a lot of indication that it's coming, and then all of a sudden he's just making things up. You're like, oh, okay, we're doing that. Fun. <laughs> so that's been that's been cool. That, that's really cool. Yeah. 
What about you, Corey? You got you got anything brand new in dadding? Well, I think the one thing that's new is that we are moving. Oh, so wow. That's not something necessarily in the beginning we thought of that we didn't think of our kids, you know, the first thing, but the more the more you get into it, the more you realize how much it actually has to do with it. And you know, just the planning and you know, what what things are going to look like. You, you I think as dads we find ourselves getting into routines and we have everything set where we want it to be and um Going into that new environment and planning everything out out can be exciting, but it's also a little bit intimidating. But um, you know, it's a whole new environment for them. So um, we're creating something new. It's going to be great. And uh, we just uh, this week went to our new place. Nice. Absolutely nothing in it. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. And it was one of those things. I brought the video camera. Just kind of started that thing up. It was like run around, guys. Um, and so it was very cute and and adorable and. Um, you just I, I just wanted to see what would happen and it was it was wonderful and, and you know you don't anticipate certain things we've got an apartment now that that's decent <laughs> <laughs> to be nice um but, but our new apartment we've got kind of a view and it's uh a view of you know people and cars and streets and they they ran in and they ran around for a little while and then they just gravitated right there to the window and they just were focused Daddy bus, daddy car. <laughs> Look at awesome. this person. This person has a red shirt, and um, I don't. Th- it just made us feel so. We were we were happy with our choice, but it made us feel so much better about it. And um, you know, it makes you kind of realize that you're making decisions for four people, not just two. And and uh, they were happy with the decision, so we got the the thumbs up from them. And nice, it was really nice. Well, I feel like especially in this area, New York City, and the surroundings, like. You know, for most of the time when you move before there's kids, you don't know how long you're going to be there. It might be a year, it might be a couple years, it might be 10 years. You just, you never know. So, like, when there's kids involved, it, it, it gets to be a much longer-term plan, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, were you guys looking at schools and stuff, like, thinking of that down the road, like, when that yeah. would come up? Yeah. Now, we enrolled them in the school, and um, at the same time, we realized we wanted to move. Okay. <laughs> we were kind of shooting for a house, but it didn't work out. We didn't, the yeah. time frame didn't work for us, but we stayed in the same school area. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had moved to this, the, the apartment we're in now, uh, while Amber was pregnant. And we, we didn't plan on staying there long. Mm-hmm. And it was tough. Yeah, She was pregnant. I, I had a full-time job. She had a full-time job. We were trying to, to scout places and rent cars to see it and kind of grab the best place we had. And yeah. so this was like our nest. Mm-hmm. And uh, we settled down in the nest. And we didn't think we were going to be here as long as we were. Um, but we're leaving the nest. Yep. And it's a good thing. But it's still... It's where we raised our kids, so yeah. there's a little nostalgia. Yeah, totally. Uh, which is balanced by the cockroaches that crawl around the floors. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> one crawled up my leg the other day. It was Ugh. a phenomenal Ugh. experience. Yeah. And uh, so we'll be saying goodbye very shortly. Yeah. That's what's happening this week. Yeah. Um, I have a, a quick question about that. Um, when you said you you brought out your um your camera. Do you mean your phone, or do you have like an actual <laughs> like shoulder-mounted camera that like maybe, yeah, big VHS tape in it? Uh, like, what's what's the deal with that? Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm way older than you. <laughs> I am 78 years young, and yes, I have a small handheld video camera. I remember it there, christening. I brought it out for about. 90 seconds, and my best friend <laughs> mocked me so incessantly, he shamed me into putting it right back oh, right. in my yeah. pocket. So, yes, I did have a camera because the camera 
right, we're going to go down this road. <laughs> I have over 13,000 pictures of my children on my phone. I have over 1,200 videos of them on my phone. My phone is full. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to negotiate yeah. and decide which, if I'm going to make a long movie, I have to use this mm-hmm. old western shoulder mounted vehicle. It's not that old. That's not shoulder mounted. But <sighs> that makes sense. Yes, no, that Mike, makes sense. I have okay. a video camera. <laughs> yeah, thank right. you for. I just, uh, it's just one thing that I keyed in yeah. and I was like, wait, what? I know. Yeah. I Listen, a... I'm all about the media. Okay. I, I got to have videos and pictures. Yeah, and yeah. That's the kind of dad I am. I, I had enough. a flip phone until like a few years ago, and now I have an iPhone that's a few years old and completely packed full, and I'm constantly navigating the data storage. Like it's a pain. So I feel I, bad. I think I need. I'm gonna. Need, I'm gonna have to get another phone. Yeah, for for the kids, like to <laughs> that, record the that's kids. Thirteen thousand pictures. That's a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, but so am I. Yeah. So. Well, uh, for me, I mean, like, it, it it feels like nothing's new, but that's because everything's new. <laughs> it's one of those, like, nothing huge has broken through, I think, since the last time we talked, but um, everything is just progressing along that yeah. same continuum. Like, uh, I think last time, like, he had just been pull- started pulling up and was cruising a little bit, was mm-hmm. walking along stuff. Uh, and uh, and like had been babbling and all of this stuff. He's still doing that, but now he's just like cruising everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. So like he just he'll just pull up and then walk around the couch and go around the couch. Yeah. He still won't you know let go of the couch yeah. in order to to move anywhere. But like there's all that. And you know before we had teeth, um, he's now got three teeth. Uh, one on the top, two on the bottom, mm-hmm. the, with another one threatening on on the top. So like it's it, it's all like all of the same things, but more. It's more, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like he has had a little bit of a sleep regression. He's uh, he's every now and then been like, oh, now I'm gonna wake up in the middle mm. of the night again. Yeah, like oh, that's that's something we hoped you would never do again, even though you did it for a very short time because you're amazing. Yeah, uh, like. I, I do understand how incredibly lucky I am that I got the amount of sleep that I, I got with him. But um but yeah, it doesn't doesn't stop me from being upset when yeah. like, oh man, he's just not going to bed. Yeah. And it's two AM and uh now and now it's three AM and he's still not quite down and yeah. That always lingers on the edge of everything. Because yeah. I was I talked about potty training in the last episode and it's like it's going well right now. I know it could go away at any moment. Yeah. Like <laughs> it could it could stop working for whatever reason. So you just gotta take it while you have it. Take yeah. the sleep while you have it. If he's giving it to you, you take it. Yep. You gotta focus on the small miracles. Yeah. If he sleeps through the night, if he's going <laughs> yeah. a, a five hours outside without, you know, making yeah. a mess, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And then just kind of you know, there's gonna be regression, like yeah. you said. But um I have a lot of nostalgia for the Oh, when they couldn't move so fast, <laughs> I spent time with Finn, and yeah, um, yeah he's he's relatively, you know, he's, yeah. he's moving, which is awesome and cute and adorable, but there's a limited amount of trouble he can get into. Yeah, yeah. easy to catch. My children are not at that phase. <laughs> there is so much trouble that they get into. Yeah, uh, I don't miss the lack of sleep. <laughs> I got to be honest, with you. <laughs> and I have I feel for you because it's. Like I said last that last episode, that first year was a blur, just a blur, very yeah. hazy, yeah. not not a lot of sleep. Going yeah. from zero to two is quite a quite a feat, though. Like no kids to two yeah. kids is is a lot, <laughs> right? 
Um, I, I talked with a, a guy at work who was talking about he's uh, he, he was saying that he was about to have his fourth, I think. Oh, good lord! And uh, that's my reaction every time. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? And he was like, "Oh yeah, no, the, the the hardest was zero to one, and then the next hardest was one to two, like mm-hmm. because uh, like you learned how to have a kid, but then you had to learn how to have multiple kids, right. and that's like yeah. a whole other thing." And then, like, after that, like, three wasn't that bad because, okay. like, oh. It's the same as multiple. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think yeah. it's got to be a challenge, all yeah. of them. It, it's but so yeah, from you, a certain perspective. Yeah, you d- you did both of those things at the same time. That's insane. <laughs> I, I've I said, gotta say, like, if I had a nickel for every time, I, I've said to people, I wish that, in a way, in a perfect world, we would have had a starter kit, <laughs> so we could be prepared. We could just say yeah. double what we did there. Yeah, is twins. Right. But, um. <laughs> We're going to get into mental health. And, yep. and I, <laughs> part of it is yep. before these kids came out, we, we realized we had no kids. And we realized they were a coming. And we said it was just um, the way I described it was we were standing on a cliff and it was kind of <laughs> terrible analogy. It's <laughs> evil, but it's not. I mean, you're standing on a cliff and you're about to jump and you don't know, quite know what's below you. Um there's going to be a lot of wonderful and there's going to be challenges and you just kind of got to like jump in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can prepare it as best you can, but read all you want. But until you go through it, I yeah. think maybe you'd all agree. Sure. Like, yeah. Being a dad is you just got to be hands on and figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Agreed. So I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I feel like that's, that's a very good place to go ahead and, uh, and get started. Cause yeah. So what, what do you guys think is, is the biggest factor, uh, again, from a, an anonymous, uh, questioner, um, what do you see as the biggest factor affecting dad's mental health? I, th- I think it's, I mean, we touched on this in our other episode about like masculinity and stuff, but I think it's mm-hmm. what society expects men to be and how we feel like we have to be, you sure. know, it often prohibits you from feeling the feelings you're feeling, mm-hmm. which you can't stop, and what you do to like let those feelings out or express them to other people or get help if you don't, you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's, it, it it, we don't make it super easy for men. In return, men make it super hard for everyone else in the world. So I well, guess yeah. that works out okay. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's if you know if you're feeling depression, you're not supposed to be depressed. You're supposed to take it. You're supposed to be stoic and just fight right. through it and struggle and be a man, whatever. And so yeah, yeah. I, I think I, that's the biggest challenge. And there's just a whole body of media, you know, like TV, movies, everything that's just telling you exactly the same, reinforcing the same point over and over again. Yeah. It's like Oh, just be a man. Yeah. And do do this thing that is seen as manly and masculine. And, you know, it, if you're, you know, depressed, depression doesn't really fit into that. Yeah. And there's only, only recently we've started to see um, some level of, of media where like, oh, no, yes, all uh, people get depressed. Yeah. It's not a, a, a male thing. It's not a female thing. It's not a non-binary thing it's yeah. not it's it's just a thing that people get yeah. because you know it's it's a it's a state in your brain and as as we saw from that um from the referenced uh uh white uh, the the study um like men's men's brains grow and develop in response to hormonal changes in the first year of a child's life like so so men's brains change as well like i i, I feel like um, it was like a big thing that oh, women's brains change, uh, in response to bearing children, which absolutely makes sense. Yeah, but 
I, I feel like it's the less obvious or the less publicized bit of that that men's brains do too. Yeah, it Absolutely. surprised me to see that because yeah. with women, like the baby grows in their body and yeah. so things can happen yeah. biologically to them, but like we don't have a baby growing in us. And yeah. so it's it surprises me that there are like chemical changes that happen to us when yeah. we did our thing nine months before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was, we played our part before. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's, and after it's interesting. that happens that, any other time, you know, nothing happens. Yeah. So. so that, that is interesting. And it's funny to me, the changes that were described were basically all counter to what we expect, like quote men to be. Right. It's like, you're basically learning how to be a sensitive human being who's aware of others' feelings. <laughs> like that's right. what that is to yeah. me is like responding to someone else's needs and taking care of them. And that's just not, you know, traditionally what we expect men to do. Uh, and so that that's, I think that's a big source of struggle that I would assume a lot of guys feel. I've experienced that a little bit. I didn't, I mean, I never fit into that masculine role as much, like, anyway. I was never, like, an alpha dude. I knew I wasn't. I didn't care. And so it, that part of, wasn't as much of a shock for me. Um, but, but, yeah, that's... It is still, I mean, you still always question, like, is this, you know, am I feeling feelings I should feel? Mm -hmm. Is this okay? And, you know, it's it's a challenge. Yeah. See, I, re I read this study, and I, and I I didn't necessarily feel like that hand-in-hand -hand with masculinity I've changed. I didn't think that I needed to, I don't feel like I necessarily developed an increased sensitivity to crying or capacity to bond. I feel like I had that. Like you said, yeah. I'm not, I never really thought of myself as this insensitive kind of guy um but i certainly feel like i've changed since my my kids were oh yeah born. I, it, it, and i i wouldn't use those words necessarily but um i i think being a parent being a father um you know it's uh you know you have to think about your partner when you're with her and, and her alone but when you have dependents people that are dependent on you for everything mm -hmm. that you're caring about i just think it changes your mindset 24 hours a day yeah you know and uh to me i feel much more mature yeah um better balanced i think it forces you to have balance in your life and maybe we'll get into that but um <sighs> sounds like you might have a a deeper capacity to bond emotionally <laughs> well no I, th I think that you and you maybe might have the opposite a... i think that you have to <laughs> when you have children you have to have a pressure valve you have mm. to have a release because, it, it, yeah, especially being a stay-at-home dad, you you're there. It, it's what you're doing all the time. Yeah, and it, it does just frustrating parts of it. I love them yeah. more than anything, but there are times when I got to take a break. Yeah, I got to. You know, I I I've had times where we used to have a, a monitor for them that I could access on my phone, put them down for a nap. I just go for a walk. Mm -hmm. After they fell asleep, you know they're safe. I could watch them on my phone. And I just took a nap or a nap. Took a walk. <laughs> Probably took some naps too. I've done that. <laughs> well, sometimes, some yeah. days. Maybe with Mike, you know, when yeah. you get Leslie, you take the naps when <laughs> you can get them. Yeah. Uh, but just being outside, there were, I mean, there would be days and days where I just wouldn't go outside. Yeah. Um, so you just got to find that balance. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, I think, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I agree with, with you, Colin, that there's a, just a lot of stuff that has to do with uh, masculinity and the the view of that in society. Um, and, yeah, that, that's kind of I, – I kind of agree with that that view. I, yeah. I'm not sure there how much more on that I could add, but, like, it, there is definitely a lot of uh, – a lot of 
stuff in our society where it's just like, man, you got to be this way. And, you know, there is like a lot of, you know, you got to got to make sure you take care of your your uh, children. But also there's a whole there's a whole other mindset that I don't think any of us actually have here in this room, which is just like, oh, man, you know, like all of the financial stuff is my my responsibility yeah. and everything else. Like, well, all of that other stuff can fall on the woman that that's that's something that i think at least in this room we've avoided yeah but well i'm an actress that's never been my responsibility yeah. <laughs> in house, so. no that and, i mean it was a challenge because like yeah. as a stay-at-home dad like, i wasn't working anymore and sure. so you know we had to make sure that's all uh balanced out which we i think we've done pretty well with but it's you know i mean you know it's always a stress that's mm-hmm. that's nothing new for anyone. But yeah, it's that is traditionally I th- and I'm curious too. I mean, I'm curious what the kids think dads are supposed to be today mm-hmm. cuz I grew up in the 80s watching shows on Nick and Knight that my mom grew up on. So I had that like 50s 60s kind of dad idea in my head. And my dad was a baby boomer and pretty traditional guy. Not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but uh you know, he was the earner, mom stayed home. And so I'm curious now if like a kid who's maybe 15, 20 like what they think a dad is supposed to be, because I assume it's shifting. I would assume, but I don't know if that's the case or not. Yeah. I, well, I mean, one of the reasons that us and I were very adamant about making sure both of us went back to work, mm-hmm. and you know, we we got uh, daycare for for Finn during the day was because we wanted to make sure that Finn knew that both parents had jobs out in the world. Mm-hmm. And that, like, you know, this this is something that both men and women can do. Like, mm-hmm. we wanted to really like pound that into him from from the very base like not not just tell him but show him that yeah. like we all have lives and men have wi- lives and women have lives and you know that's that's the way the world works mm-hmm. and the way the world should work yeah and uh, and so like that's that was kind of one of our our big things and one of the the reasons that we wanted to to go that route mm-hmm. in particular yeah so yeah i mean like it it is shifting a little bit but also dads we're shifting it we're, we're part of the ones, who <laughs> right? Who are who are making that change? Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like that's that's changed kind of recently because I think that stereotype still exists because it's out and media media reinforces that, like yeah. you said with Nick at Night. But um, well, I mean, to, those shows still exist. Yeah, well, like, and no, like kids and now watch. watching yeah. Nick at Night would be watching, I guess, Roseanne and uh, yeah. you know the Cosby. Show. Well, we've talked about this before. <laughs> Maybe not those two shows, but you know, sitcoms from like the late '80s, early '90s, yeah. where that was still basically the the setup. Yeah. You know, so yeah, but dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, it's like Mike was saying. I think things these days are so much more non-traditional. Um, people even I think 20 years ago might be surprised. Um, so yeah, that's a great question. I I think in another twenty years it could be very different than it is even even is today. Well, I'm yeah, when when adults who survive on the gig economy have kids, and they're like, <laughs> "Mommy and Daddy have fifteen jobs, like you know, <laughs> every <that's>, day." <laughs> yeah, I guess that'll be the norm. I don't know. That's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, so, it, how, if at all, did your mental state? This is a this is a, another anonymous questioner mm-hmm, that asked mm-hmm. this question. How, if, if at all, did your mental state change in the run up to or having kids? I don't. The run up to, I don't think, because like you were talking, Corey, it was like we didn't know it was coming. I mean, I had an, <laughs> I had this intellectual idea, but I knew that it a was going to be a lot of stepping up to that edge. Yeah, instead, I yeah. knew it was going to be whatever it was going to be, and I had no idea until mm-hmm. I got into it what that experience would be. So you know, some general sort of worry, I guess, or, or fear of like, what is this? But afterwards, it was just anxiety. <laughs> to this day, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the big shift afterwards. Just constantly 
were and you know as they as he's gotten older and had, can do more things and can get around and it's like you know is he safe what's happening what's mm-hmm. he doing now with the potty training does he need to pee Do, you know it's just there's always something in my mind of like have i done everything that needs to be done is is everything safe like what's you know running out the schedule of the day every like okay if we can have lunch at this time do we need to do this now like it's you know it's just constant anxiety of is everything okay can i do something better can i take a minute for myself like is it okay is it okay to sit on the computer for five minutes right now (laughs) like yeah that would be the biggest change for me i think i i I feel kind of the same way i think and and i think when i found out we were gonna have kids and then later on twins yeah (laughs) Yeah. i was nervous man i was i was scared a little bit and um i think it was all predicated on in my mind when i was gonna have kids i want to be ready Mm -hmm. i want to be good at it Mm -hmm. okay and i wanted to be the best parent that i absolutely could be i want to be ready for it yeah and i didn't feel ready yeah and um you know i had time to prepare a little bit and you know, I kind of felt like I was preparing and I was going to be ready, and then they came out, and yeah, then I didn't feel ready anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I feel like I was knew what I knew what I was doing, and then it was, you know, it was a a period of adjustment. Yeah, and, um, figuring things out, and once I felt like once I got some experience under my belt, you know, these decisions you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, can I do this? Can I do that? When you're trying to find balance, I think you you, you get a little more confidence in yourself. Like with anything, you, you yeah. start to do. Yeah, and that's you, true. And, and you you know you have experience. And um, you know, I don't by any means think I'm I'm the best dad in the world, but I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get better every day. I'm trying to make my my thing is I just want to make smart decisions. Yeah, do the best that I can for them. So, um, you know, I feel better about it now. But uh, leading up to it was there was some anxiety. Yeah, I'm, I I gotta say I gotta find some. I found something really interesting that you said, which is that like you know I, I gotta I've gotta be the best dad. Yeah, like, that was. That was the whole thing, and that kind of ties back into our our whole uh, masculinity conversation from before, because like that was that's the thing. It's like, oh, I'm gonna be the best at this. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna knock this out of the park. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna win, Daddy. Yeah, I'm gonna win, Daddy, <laughs> forever. Everyone's gonna like wreck statues for yeah. how great I am at this dadding thing. Uh, and I think that that's like a really interesting piece of it. And I think that that's where um, a lot of a lot of dads and a lot of parents generally can fall down and fall into. Um, fall into some depression honestly it's yeah. because like oh my god i am no good at this like i like it, it could i could see it I, yeah full disclosure this has not happened to me but um like i could see someone going oh my god it would be better if i weren't even here right because like i am just terrible at this it'd be better if someone else were doing this that and that's i got interesting. I, real fast real fast i want to say if you're listening and you think that you are doing an amazing job. You are doing the best you can, and it's enough. It is enough. I believe it is enough. Being I, a parent is hard. Yeah, being yeah. a parent is so much harder than mm-hmm. I ever thought it would be. But it's also so much more rewarding, and um, you're contributing so much to, in a positive way, to what's happening with your children. And they're lucky that they have you. So. Yeah. Think about that way. Well, that idea of like someone else, it would be better if someone else was doing this and mm-hmm. I wasn't here. Is that's an interesting take on that because I the other day I was thinking about like more from an actor standpoint of like getting in that headspace. Like what? Like a lot of dads leave, mm-hmm. and ah, I was thinking about what that would be like and how hard that would be, and I, I just I couldn't wrap my head around it. 
But that idea of like, I'm no good at this. I'm bad mm. for my kids. Someone else should be doing this. I wonder if that's a big motivator for and fear of the responsibility and not thinking, you know, whatever. I, mm-hmm. That's interesting to me. Um, I, I've, I've wondered about that because, I mean, it can't be easy for anybody to make that decision. And right. I, I've always wondered what that must be like when that happens for those guys because, you know, it's a thing. And women too, but, you know, it's a serious type of the dad leaving because it's honestly easier for us. And so to do mm-hmm. that... Um, and right. so, but, yeah. And oh. I think I've actually seen media where we're, like, in a movie, it's like, oh, well, I wasn't any good at it. Yeah. And, like, that, I think that, ha- I, and maybe I'm making that up and I'm backfilling it and because I, I can't tell you what movie it was. But I think I've seen it and I feel like it's in, been in multiple movies where it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, well, I left because I just wasn't any good at parenting. Mm-hmm. I was a terrible parent. I was doing all these things wrong and, like. And, you know, I, I don't think I think I thought anything of it then. But now it's like, oh, man, that's just being a parent, dude. Right. <laughs> you're yeah. going to do everything wrong, yeah. but you're going to learn and you're going to get better yeah. at it. Because, like, that's just what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, the point I want to make about that and, and what you said earlier is that I wanted to be the best at it. And they all tie in because, to me, to being the best at it, it's not any of these stereotypical gender roles or anything that, you know, the media is trying to throw on everybody. I just wanted to be there. You know, I grew mm. up and, um, you know, um, you know, I, in some ways, I didn't have a traditional kind of upbringing and a mom and dad that there were, were there all the time. And so as a parent, I knew I was going to mis- make mistakes. And I knew that I learned a lot from my own experience. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be there for my kids. And I wanted, you know, to just learn and get better. And that's all it was. And I think that that's key. And yeah. you have to, you know, you talk about pressure, you talk about mental health. You have to give yourself a break and you have to learn what is going to make you the best dad that you can be. And that's, you get to decide what that is. Your yeah. partner gets to decide what it is. There's no pressure. You don't have to listen to media. You don't have to listen to stereotypes. Just figure it out. I think of my family, the four of us, and I just think, What's going to work best for us? What's going to make us happiest? Mm-hmm. What's going to make our life work? And that's what I want to do, and that's what I keep my focus on. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I should say that, you know, I'll, I'll give a little something about what I felt on, on the lead-up, on the run-up, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, just total, total focus on the birth <laughs> aspect yeah. of it yeah and you know looking back i'm realizing that like i didn't really think at all about what was gonna happen yeah. afterwards no like, i think that's yeah. universal yeah that's what all the books are about or yeah. about the birth and the newborn yeah because we, we took a birth class yeah like, they, too, yeah they they taught us that and they and that's did, valuable like, yeah it was extremely valuable yeah. like if you have a chance if you're about to have a child or you're know, gonna have one in the near future uh, take a birth class because like first off there are just bits of human anatomy that they don't <laughs> teach you unless you yeah. actually like go through this process and in the birth class they will specifically call out some of those things um but yeah but like it, it's it's it was really really helpful in the birth process uh for for me and for my wife and um but also yeah I was I was totally totally focused on that bit uh aside from like they they did show us how to change a diaper yep because I had changed, I think, one 
up to that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. And I was just like, what do I? Where do I put this thing? There's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know the inside is radioactive. But I don't know <laughs> what else. Away. Like, how do I? Do I put on extra gloves? Oh, right. Or, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've become such a reflex. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I changed more diapers than, than my wife because that was that's part of the deal. Yeah. Um, and so, like, uh, I've gotten really, really quick. Just like, boop, okay, yeah. now there's a new diaper on. It's fine. Yeah. And the, I, I still remember yeah. my first one and yeah. just thinking, this, there's so many ahead of me. So, so many. <laughs> <laughs> one of many. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so the... Uh, after after having uh, having Finn and like coming coming back home, like I don't know, I, I think I had a lot of time to kind of adjust to it because mm-hmm. uh, we we did get uh, some time off uh, from work. We got we she got four months, I got three months. Yeah, so it was was really nice to adjust. But like it's it has been really really hard for me as well to like recognize um, that she is not just an expert. On everything, yeah, and we've had this conversation before, uh, her and I, where it's just like, oh, I just, I defer to, to you a lot because, mm-hmm. in part, because she'd done nannying and done all of, like some some child care work before, so I was like, oh, I just figured you you knew all of this yeah. stuff, which you know sounds horrible to say. It's no. like, oh, you just know this. It's like, no, it's like I I specifically thought she knew it because she had she had done experience before, child yeah, yeah, care right, work. right. But um, but yeah, there I, it was one of those things that was like, oh my god, she doesn't know what's happening. No one I, knows anything. Yeah, nobody, nobody knows. What's <laughs> Don't going we on. all have that experience? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember that first night you're talking about when they were born. Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating. Yeah. I, I think it's it it makes perfect sense that you get really into that. It's personal. Mm-hmm. Everything is personal. And then that first night we you get them home, I just remember being like, holy. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Holy entrusted us yeah. with two human lives. Yeah. <laughs> and I I looked at her and she looked at me and I was like, well, showtime. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one can believe that when they get home with the kid right. that that it was allowed. No one. Yeah. No one is gets home and is like, this is exactly what's supposed to happen. Like, that's just not a thing that happens. Everyone's I don't have like, to what? take a test. I don't need a license Seriously. for this. Yeah, exactly. Or... Exactly. Crazy. But like, yeah, all the focus is on the birth and the the newborn. But like, with a little perspective now, it's a lot easier to keep a kid from hurting itself than from raising a child with a good psychology. Mm-hmm. That's like once your kid starts interacting with you in the world and making things like having ideas about things and reacting to things, and you've got to develop good habits with that stuff, and them not throwing fits and share. Like, oh my god. Trying to teach a toddler how to be a person is extremely <laughs> difficult, and we need a video about that in the hospital after mm. the "Don't Shake a Baby" video. Yeah, like very much. Don't so. throw your toddler off a cliff when he says <laughs> no to you for the fiftieth time when you're trying to change a diaper, and it could have taken ten seconds. Yeah, like, that's the level of frustration that they don't. No one there. I would like more of a focus on that kind of stuff for new parents because it's. I know it's down the road. It's not the first thing you have to deal with, but it's a big thing and it lasts for years and they talk about terrible twos yeah let me tell you something i'm here to tell you that three years old yeah everyone's still with that yeah (laughs) yeah we got tantrums yeah Mm -hmm. he thinks that he can throw a tantrum to get what he wants yep so it's almost like (laughs) where did my sweet boy go yeah this adorable little kid and now he's so yeah yeah step is a huge it is hard 
So good luck with that, Mike. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. No, enjoy it now. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good stuff that comes with it, but that is a challenge that is, uh, it's, it's, it's up there. Finn's a good one, though. He's going to be a good boy. I can tell. I, I hope so. I, li- I like him so far. So, but yeah, I mean, but that, but, but that, that is like we brought up something that is very, very important. Something that I've seen over and over again, and I think ties into our next question, which is like one of the big things is frustration. Yeah, and frustration in part because you can't communicate. Yeah. with this small human. And like, and you know, I know I haven't been good at everything in my life, but I've been good at some things, and I've been able to get better. And and sometimes it doesn't feel like I'm getting better, and there's yeah. frustration with myself uh, over that. And so the part two of this question was, um, did you do anything about about your mental state, and and why or why not, like yeah. about your mental your mental state shifting? Yeah, I uh, I did. I I needed. To- follow up on this i had one session with a therapist uh finally after a couple of years after Dell had been around for a couple of years because of the frustration because i was mm-hmm. getting because the toddlerhood was such a challenge and i would get so frustrated it was so hard the the best thing you can do is keep your cool and just be mr rogers all the time mm-hmm. and that is that's the hardest thing <laughs> to do in those situations and uh i'm not always good at that and so i saw this guy and luckily he was a dad too and he was like yeah it's frustrating you should be frustrated. Like, of course, toddlers are hard. Like, it's a frustrating thing. It's just what you do with that then that's important. Like, it's mm-hmm. fine that you're feeling that, but, you know, how do you express it? Like, and so, and he, like, Corey, you're talking about, he, he had a really good point. He asked me what I was doing for myself, you know, and I mentioned, like, you know, when he goes down and play video games, I'll take little day trips for myself. I've gone on a couple of hikes by myself, which is really nice, a little getaway. Um, but I mentioned like, you know, sitting down with the coffee during his nap and he's like, everything you're saying is relaxing. What are you doing for a release? And I thought that was a really yeah. interesting distinction. Um, and so that's something to look at that, that I, I still need to figure that out for myself too. It's, it's different. It's more of a, I guess more of an energizing thing or, or, a or, a you know, just getting stuff out of you than it is like mm-hmm. calming and taking a break. So that, I, I think you need both. Um, and so, but Part of, I mean, part of the challenge is of of being a stay at home dad is having no time, and finding a good therapist is extremely time consuming. Mm-hmm. And they don't have, you know, like like since Amy's working, there's not a lot of times that she can be home that I can see someone, and so it's a small window. So you find the perfect person for you who can also see you at this time. Like, it sounds very daunting, and I haven't really. I I, I want to take more time with that to find the right person this guy was good and i could go back but i want to you know you got to shop around and so mm-hmm. um so yeah i need to spend more time on that for sure because it's i think that's important so yeah i right. think we're really now getting to the nuts and bolts of this podcast is that it's, <laughs> all, it's not all norman rockwell yeah <laughs> like it's you know it, it's if you, you thought it's, you were getting norman rockwell <laughs> when you started listening i mean sadly mistaken what, folks what podcast were you listening <laughs> to all this time <laughs> There's a lot of frustrating moments. Yeah. And you still love them, but it's it's hard and it's you know, you you're learning to do it on the fly. Yeah. We're all new fathers, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, you know, you mentioned therapists. You're a stay at home and again I I can relate to all those frustrations. Yeah. We um we found somebody online. We yeah. Skyped with a therapist for a little while. Mm-hmm. We had two or three sessions and she was all right. Yeah. Um You gotta find the right person. She it's... was talking, you know, again, she was, you know, just reinforcing that you have to have you know some way to 
to disengage sometimes mm-hmm. and separation. Like as a stay home, you don't have that separation. Yeah. So it, I feel like you, you kind of create a world that you forget, forget about that a little bit. And, yeah. um, so she tried to remind us of that. She, she offered alternative, uh, she, she, she told us to take breaks. Uh, she suggested that we should find release, find more release in the sexual realm. And mm-hmm. so we, we thanked her for her. <laughs> we moved on. We got that handled. Um, but I think that's, you know, you have to, as a stay-at-home especially, yeah. but any father, I think, you know, it's, it's not healthy to just recreate that cocoon and in mm-hmm. the kind of, you know, raising a small child, it, in a way, reinforces that. Because you feel like you should give him attention, you should give him care. That's what a parent is. Yeah. But there's got to be breaks. You know, you yeah. have to... Um, well, it's like you lose yourself in that. Because that, right. I mean, I... Because I want to, you know, there's there's parent groups you can join to, you know, so you're talking to other parents and stuff. But, like, in my experience you end up just talking about kid stuff all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to talk about TV shows. I want to talk about grown-up stuff. I want to, you know, just, I'm more than just being his dad. And that's the most important thing in my life, but, like, it can't be the only thing or we'll all lose our minds. Balance. So it's it's hard to, you know. And I we realized the other night, I have never spent a night away from him, actually. Mm. I've yet to do that. Amy's taking a couple of trips uh, right for work and stuff. And I was like, man, it's been... Two mo- two years and four months that of you know that's like several hundred days that I have not spent a night away from him. It's really exactly. re- that surprised me to realize that it sneaks up on you. Yeah, I I went I spent one night away, and I I was shocked. It was so weird. I actually skyped with them. Yeah, I was like, it's so unnatural, <laughs> but it should be natural. Yeah, that's normal. You know, yeah. Mike, you were talking about you want your your son to know that you know. We gotta have our separate lives. That's balanced. That's yeah. normal. Yeah. That's healthy. And we all that's what we all want. And um Yeah. I mean <laughs> I, but I think methodology where you know, you're talking about your therapist suggesting things. I think it's gotta be personal. Yeah. What do you want? What is gonna bring you that balance? To me, honestly, it's just simple. Sometimes I just go to the movies. Sometimes yeah. I just get in the car and drive to the movie theater. Yeah. Watch a two hour movie while they're asleep and mom's at home. I've done that a couple of times, yeah. Man, I come home and I feel nice and relaxed mm-hmm. and everything. Even something as simple. I come out, I visit with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this actually, um, these days are nice. It's, <laughs> it's It took me an hour and a half to get here. I was like, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be nice to hang out. It's a good thing. It's just a little break, but it makes yeah. sometimes it makes so much difference. Hang out with adults, yep. have adult mm-hmm. conversation, walk through the door. Yeah. Daddy. Yeah, you get that because you got to go away to get that, to yeah. get the daddy. And I think that might, you know, Finn mm-hmm. is younger, so that might be something that you see on maybe a daily basis. There's nothing better than walking in, into the door and your, your kid just both full of joy to see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Colin, with you and I, that might not be so common. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it is nice when it happens. I, I want to add real quick, I've seen a few movies by myself since Del was born, and they were, in order, Mother by Darren Aronofsky, <laughs> Annihilation by Alex, uh, Alex, oh, what's his name? Yep. I know what you're talking Alex about. Alex Garland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And just recently, Midsummer, um, <laughs> and they are the most intense, disturbing movies that I've seen. 
in those two and a half years. And I guess being a dad has made me an anxiety addict. And that's what I'm seeking out when I leave the house. I have to find these intensely maybe you're, you're, unsettling you're movies. They're very for, good movies. I enjoyed all of them. You but. might be looking for something that's just not rated G. Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably it, too. My, like, I, if I have to watch, I mean. What is the last thing that Dell could watch with me? These movies. I've had enough Frozen. <laughs> yeah. Enough <laughs> yeah. They're great, but yeah. They don't tell you that when yeah. you become a parent either. You are going to know Disney movies. When I mean know them, you're going to know the words. Yeah. All the words. Yep. All the words. Uh, I, I do want to go back to something that was said a little while ago, which is like, um, you know, the 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 image of like a cocoon. You want to protect them and you want to be there. And, like, and, um, and we've been talking about, you know, uh, our own mental health. But I, I, I kind of want to point a little bit to how it affects, like it affects the children because mm-hmm. – like if if we try to put on this stoic face of like you know that that everyone says that oh dads have got to have this like yeah always the same and, you know we're we're always just the rock that doesn't move and everything uh, that doesn't give them a very good emotional life yeah and exactly. that like that really just pushes them into kind of perpetuating that cycle uh-huh. like uh, keep keep pushing on the, pushing on that rock does that does that make <laughs> Sisyphus. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, um, but like that—that's—that's that's an interesting thing that, and it's an interesting uh, balance I think that you have to to push because obviously you don't want to just sit there yelling at your kid, right? Uh, but you know, at the same time, you also have to express displeasure. Yeah, you have to be like upset with things. Yeah, but you have to be, and then happy about other things. Yeah, you can't be happy about everything. Yeah. That was like, yeah. that was something that the therapist said to me mm-hmm. too that was super helpful was like the best thing he can do like if if he can see you get frustrated and know that you're frustrated and see you work through it mm-hmm. that's great for him uh if he can see you and your wife have a disagreement mm-hmm. and talk about it and figure it out then he'll learn how to do that right. as you know whereas some parents might start to fight and be like all right wait they go to the car to finish the fight so right. the kid doesn't see them fight and the kid's like oh People fighting cars. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. they pick up weird stuff from that and yeah. you need to make sure that they understand what's happening and and see you do it in a healthy way, which means you need to do it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, before Dell was born, I was like, great, I've got nine months to become a perfect person because <laughs> after that, you know, it's whatever. And then I realized that that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to do my best and he's going to see me do things and I got to just hope that those are things that he it would be good for him to emulate and mm-hmm. you know, see what happens. It's you just can't make there's no such thing as a perfect person. So, yeah. yeah. And one one other thing that I want to bring back from from before is we've talked about like seeing therapists that weren't necessarily fitting with us. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I've encountered. Um, I know that my wife has encountered, other people that I know have encountered. Like, there's a lot of therapists out there. Yeah. And a lot of them aren't going to work yeah. for you. It's an overwhelming choice, yeah. especially in New York City. Yeah. But it's an overwhelming yeah. choice. Yeah. And But I would encourage everyone. Uh, I mean, I, I went and I found a therapist that, that worked for me. It took a little bit of work, mm-hmm. but I, I found someone. And you know, I was doing weekly sessions for a little while. I'm, I'm off it right now. That's just because like, it stopped working for me. And so yeah. I stopped. And so I need to find a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's something that you really have to recognize because there's a couple different styles of therapy. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's there's the talk therapy. And some people really, really take to talk therapy where you just talk. And then the therapist goes, okay, I'll see you next week. 
Um, it's a little more than that, but like that, yeah. there's that kind. And some people do really, really well with that. Um, I know I don't particularly. Um, there's also cognitive behavioral therapy where mm-hmm. you can go and like actually like talk things through and like they, they spend a little bit more time like giving you, you know, um, ways to deal with things and strategies and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like that, that works a lot better for me. I don't know if you guys have any, any recommendations about types and, and things that work for you, but um, I think that's that's a very, very, very helpful thing. It's like, remember that it's not just the first person that you looked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, well, therapy doesn't work. I tried yeah. it. It's terrible. Yeah. Because it probably will be, and that session probably was, yeah. and that person is probably not right for you, and you, yeah. should, you should find a different one. Yeah, I was always looking like looking at the different approaches. I was always interested in cognitive behavioral therapy because it seemed like the people who did that in their bios were interested in working with you for a relatively not short amount of time, but not forever. Right. Because they wanted to give you the tools to work out whatever you're working on, and mm-hmm. then you'd be on your way, and you would use those things, and you know you're not going to be in therapy for like years and years. Part of me, and probably this is the actor in me, also wants someone to kind of dig into my brain a little bit mm. and be like, oh, you're messed up because of this. You know, I want to <laughs> do a little bit of that just because that's what I grew up like hearing people talk about. Sure. And I know there's stuff in there that could be unearthed that I'm curious about. So I want to find a balance of those things, I think. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I have a specific type of therapy I think I would gravitate towards most. I. Like I said, it's, I think I'm like Mike. I've, I've had periods in my life where I've, I felt like that was something I needed and wanted and was necessary, and there's sometimes I wasn't working, and I said, um, bye-bye. Yeah. Um, we, we we spoke to this other therapist that I, that I mentioned before for a little bit, and it wasn't really our thing. And, you know, we haven't – I haven't really, you know, engaged with anybody else, and I don't know that that's a bad thing or a good thing. It's yeah. just I'm – trying to, you know, I think parenting is very hands-on in a lot of ways, and sometimes you have to make your own path. That's not to say I I would encourage not seeing a therapist. I think therapists are very, very helpful. Um, but we just, we figured it out, um, and I figured it out, you know, kind of by myself. Yeah. But I think that, you know, the therapist we spoke to gave us a little bit of help in some ways, and I think some of the therapy I had in the past um, kind of prepared me and, yeah. and, and made me made me ready Yeah. Um, to kind of do a figure out that path you know by yourself yeah yeah because you know that's that's the focus is is the four of us right now i mean at the end of the day they're not going to do the work for you you're going to be doing the work yeah so so if you can if you can psychologically mentally kind of you know get where you want to be that's what you have to do and i think what you had mentioned um you know in terms of how you know he suggested having um you know, you have to become, you have to have conversations in front of your kids like that. Yeah. My kids are sponges right now. Yeah. So it's scary. You have to, you, in some ways, you feel like you have to be that perfect person, but just be normal. Be the person, be a good person. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. be, you know, and it's hard. It's frustrating. And you, you can get frustrated. And, and you can't control what they pick up. And you, right. you they pick up things that surprise you. And it's like, well, then I, I, if I can't control it, then there's only so much I can do to myself anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's not like you can make them the person you want them to be. It, and the thing is, you're not dealing with a rational adult. You're just, exactly. You're not a tantrum. That's an easy thing to forget, too. Yeah. <laughs> they start to talk, and you're like, oh, he understands everything. No. No. <laughs> he does not. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, I think what we're going to leave it is that children 
do not understand everything you're saying. <laughs> so who knew? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think that's all the time that we have for today, guys. Thanks so much for everyone who submitted questions to us. Want your questions answered and your name said aloud on the podcast and your name is not anonymous? Hit us up on Facebook on the Dads on Dads on Dads page and throw us a like. Hit us up on Twitter at Dads on Dads pod and toss us a follow or email us at Dads on Dads on Dads at gmail.com. Please send us emails. Uh, but before we go, though, I thought we'd spend a minute talking about some people in podcasts we're really excited about. On Twitter, uh, you might have seen that we're checking out a slate of three podcasts every week. We do this not only because we love podcasts and the podcasting community, but also because we believe that a rising tide floats all boats. If you want your podcast featured on one of our weekly shoutouts, just follow us on Twitter at DadsOnDadsPod, and we will get to you eventually. Uh, one specific podcast we're really into, though, is the show BarbieCon, uh, Barbie Kong, rather, uh, done by friend of the dads, Katie Retman. You know, Barbie Kong is a podcast where host Katie Retman interviews a different female guest every week, and uh, Colin's lovely wife, Amy, was in fact a guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that happened. I don't think that anybody knew that before now. Nope. That was, that's uh, brand new information. I was unaware. Yep. Uh, they talk everything from parenting to media to the idea of feminism in this current climate. Uh, through this exploration, many personal stories are revealed and unpacked. Guests vary in age, race, and socioeconomic status. Barbie Kong is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. This podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and lots and lots of other places. But if there's a place where you go for podcasts and it's not available, let us know. And you know what we'll do? We'll put it there. Special thanks to Computer Music All-Stars for the theme song, to the QED in Astoria, and to our wives, without whom, well, we wouldn't be dads. Make sure to check out www.outrunthebearmedia.com for more and join the mailing list at the bottom of the homepage. From Outrun the Bear Media, uh, for Colin and Corey, I'm Mike. Thank you for listening, and keep on dadding.